Hello and welcome to All Villa No Villa, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team, of course. But even the best teams lose three in a row and get dominated for an entire half, don't they? I swear that happened to Man United a few times in the 90s. Anyway, we'll talk through the Arsenal game in a moment while things get hot in here, as Nelly once sang, with Frankie's spicy question. But before Frankie poses me, that piping hot question. It's time I check in on him. Frankie, how are you? Yeah, I'm all right. I continue to be the great wanderer, just, you know, in between flats. So trying to find anywhere that will accept me, kind of like the story of Mary and Joseph wandering around. <laughs> Found a barn. That barn is a Premier Inn. I can't believe I can't believe how long this has all lasted for, Frankie. I know. It's just dragging on. It's like oh, I'm really? knocking, on, knocking on just random doors by now. Just like, hi, <laughs> never met me before. Can I? No. What do you mean? No. Hello. Just like, like peeking through, please, the letterbox, let me in. There's no, no one no one taking you in at all. Don't they know who yeah. you are? Frankie from yeah. All Villa No Filler. Yeah, I know. I've been telling them. I've been saying, All Villa No Filler? What, what, what do you mean you don't know who Aston Villa are? What, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so, yeah, just kind of wandering around at the moment. Um, I'm, uh, I've returned to Solihull briefly. So, you know, that's, that's where I, I am at the Prodigal moment. Prodigal son returning home. Finally back, yeah. Now all the Jack Grealish posters have been taken down. <laughs> So you know now 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 I'm back to take my rightful place. They put they put all the Frankie Maguire posters up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've got a lot of graffiti on them. Uh, a lot of people asking who that is. Um, people wondering <laughs> is that James Blunt? Is he playing here soon or something? But yeah, uh, so I am I have returned. Um, but how have you been, George? Yeah, I've been I've been okay. I've been all right. This is my final day of um, COVID self isolation. It's been a long one. Um, mm. And what I would say is, you know, I've been I've been trapped within these four walls uh, with my partner and an 11 month old baby. And um, that is hard going, I have to say. But um, yeah. I tell you what, the most the most um, like debilitating symptom in many ways was like, lo- like I, I completely lost my sense of taste and smell. And it's, it's really depressing because like when you're when you're like obviously home, not doing too much, you can't go anywhere. Like f- food is something you massively look, kind of look forward to. So you're like, yeah. oh, here we go. I'll have, I'll have a nice dinner to kind of cheer me up. <laughs> and then you're chewing, so you're, you're eating something that should be quite nice, but then it like tastes of absolutely nothing. And you're like, oh, this is depressing. Oh man, this is that's depressing. terrible. That is, that is, it is, it is pretty bad. But I tell you, I tell you what, I could still taste the bitterness of defeat against <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it, that that certainly cut through. Um, yeah. It was an it was an absolutely awful uh, performance. Actually, I would say, well, I'd say the first half in particular was about as bad as I can remember us playing for a long time. Certainly since possibly the first season back in the Prem, where we had a few games which sort of looked a lot like that first half. Um, yeah, but it, it did shock me just how bad we were. How, how did you? Um, how did you see it, Frankie? I think the worst half of football I can remember was going to Aston Villa, Neil Wigan 3 at Villa Park in about 2012 and in the Paul Lambert era. And I think we played a back three that day, which I think featured Chris Hurd, Australia's own <laughs> well, yeah. Chris God, Hurd. Um, and that within f- we'd just lost 8-0 to Chelsea and we just lost 4-0 to Spurs. Mm. And going into this game, we were riding high on confidence. And within five minutes, we were 1-0 down to Wigan, who ended up getting relegated that season. And miraculously, we didn't. Um, But I remember just watching that and that being the worst 
even the eight nil, even the four nil, that was the game that to me was like the most like, wow, this is wow, this is bad. And to be honest, um, the Arsenal first half, it wasn't as bad as that, but it was uh, not far off. I, I, I tell you what, it reminded me of, and it actually probably wasn't wasn't as bad a, 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 as this, but do you remember the Remy Guard season where we lost to Liverpool at Villa Park? Oh, I God, that's 6 0 at home. Yeah, <gasps> yeah, that, was, yeah. That, was, that was humbling. Yeah. That was, that was possibly something that paralleled it i mean i think that was that was definitely worse but um but but yeah it it was in terms of in terms of how we sort of lacked shape lacked any sort of confidence um all that it it, it was quite similar in quite a terrifying way yeah it was that's that six nil was do you i remember the commentators being so angry at villa for that i felt like (laughs) i felt like they were angry at me like i'd done (laughs) something you know i was guilty of uh lescott not marking uh, Danny Sturridge or whatever. I think it was after that game that Lescott, um, in his defense, well, he, as he would defend himself, tweeted didn't didn't tweet uh, that picture of the Lamborghini. Or, or, right. He said he said he said he did it from his pocket accidentally or whatever it was. Yeah, um, which was again, you know, not a great moment for the football. Anytime club, but... I write an embarrassing tweet, which is quite regularly, I just say it went off in my pocket. I don't know how those words <laughs> came together. Yeah, you know, exactly. A monkeys and typewriters. <laughs> one will write Shakespeare one day, and that's what happens in my pocket. You know, pocket with the with Twitter. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh my, it was a horrendous first half. Um, you could see within the first minute, Bukayo Saka got in behind and there was loads of space out on the out wide. He was behind target. Tyra Mings didn't know whether to come or go with him. And immediately you could see, oh dear, this mm. doesn't look good. And Arsenal, you could see knew exactly how to play against us. Um, they'd clearly seen Villa now play 3-5-2 every week. Um, we've been saying on this show, we kind of hope it's a tactic that we don't you know, use all the time, but one mm-hmm. that we can pull out of the blue and surprise a team. So we played it again. Okay, fair enough. You look at the personnel, we've had some decent results with it, um, but um, also a couple of quite bad ones. And, Friday was as bad as it gets, really. Um, You know, it just looked to me like the Arsenal attackers knew exactly where to stand to stop Tyrone Mings giving out balls. Um, Our wide players constantly looked just lost, couldn't get into it. Uh, And Arsenal were playing through us with ease, closed down Douglas Louise and McGinn. So there was just no out ball. I mean, the only out ball being a long ball for hopeful board four that never went Mm -hmm. anywhere. Um, So it was clear, I think, within... 10 minutes that the formation wasn't working. Um, you can justify continuing for another 10 minutes because maybe the players will work it out. They didn't. And I think, with, I thought by the 20th minute, I was like, just cut your losses and change this now because this is this is mm. only going to get worse. Um, it's a miracle we were only 1-0 down by, the, uh, by injury time. Um, and then when they scored the penalty, I, to be honest, I don't care whether it was a penalty or not, because to be quite frank, we should have been 3-0, 4-0 down yeah, anyway. I agree. Yeah, um, yeah. I barely cared. Uh, you know, so evidently, um, Arsenal were pre- prepared for it. We didn't know how to deal with it. We changed the formation. And what do you know? Um, we uh, are a much more, much more attacking team in the second half. Uh, could have ourselves maybe got a, a more than one goal. The frustrating that Emil Smith's Rose goal happened, which is still a concern, I think, that in the second half, I went back to a back four and he just seemed to have acres of space and John McGinn's ball was just, 
you know, when John McGinn plays a bad ball, it's it's a bad ball. You know, he he, he really can give it away in the midfield sometimes. Mm. Um, that was just a, I just don't know where he, what he was aiming for there. But you know, all right, every player plays a bad pass every now and again, so we can forgive him. He's played really well generally this season. Um, but just on the whole, you know, that first half summed it up, and it should have been changed earlier. I don't often get this angry about stuff like that, but I, I just. It was just clear and listening to the commentary of Jamie Carragher saying, you know, Shakespeare and Smith were talking about changing at half time. And I was just screaming at the screen. I was like, change it now. Like, yeah, yeah. just why wait? Um, yeah. You know, I've seen it before. I think Mourinho at Chelsea changed the formation in the first 25 minutes. All right, Mourinho is a unique character, um, not particularly his biggest fan. So whatever. But, you know, sometimes, sometimes you just got to cut your losses. And I think we should have changed it earlier. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I completely agree with that. Um, I felt exactly the same as you did from from the first minute we were on the back foot, and we never really got a grip of the game. And 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 yeah, as you say, um, <clears throat> giving it a bit of time just to see if uh, the players can kind of adjust to the sort of pressure Arsenal were putting us under. Um, I can I can totally understand that why we stuck with it for maybe you know twenty or so minutes, but to stick with it up until the end of the first half just seemed completely ludicrous. We 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 just didn't look like we were getting getting uh, a handle on things at all uh, in that first half. And you could see, you know, the camera was panning to uh, to Smith and Shakespeare and they were clearly having discussions about, you know, what was going on and how they, you know, needed needed to change it up. But the fact that they didn't decide to to step in sooner and do it when clearly we were we were struggling as much as I've ever seen us, you know, this this season mm. is is a baffling one. Um we talked about how Smith is uh he is quite a flexible um coach you know he will change things if things aren't working as we as we uh, experienced in that kind of first season in the in the in the prem where we were given that grace of the covid break to reevaluate the formation and how and the personnel and how we were going to go forward um so it, it did surprise me that Smith didn't just say you know admit that 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 formation wasn't working we know it can work as as we said we've got some good results against you know the likes of uh, United and Everton playing five three two, which has been which has been great. Um, but when it's not working, just just change it. That, yeah. that, that was that was the, it was the whole point of signing. You know the, the the three or four players that we did in the summer when when Grealish left um, was to give us that option. That we we always played four three three last season because we didn't have another option to play. Now we do. Why why deny yourself the the um, chance to be flexible and to surprise teams? And you're right, Arsenal obviously knew we were going to play 5-3-2. We've played it all season. And they had the players, the wide men, to, to exploit that, the pace down the flanks and, you know, the likes of Saka. They they just ran us ragged. And, and mm. I felt sorry for Cash and Target because not only were they not in the game at all, like, positionally, I don't think they really knew where to be. They they were sort of, you know, obviously they, they tried to get up the pitch as much as they could, but they were mm. so sort of exposed that they found themselves sort of moving back and back and back. And inside 15 minutes, we were playing, you know, a flat back five. Yeah. Um, Ings and Watkins were about as isolated as I've seen them this season. You know, the fact we've got two great strikers, like completely uh, cut off from the rest of, of play. There was huge gaps between defence, midfield and attack. We looked like an amateur team. We, we really did look yeah. that poor. Yeah. And, um, and you know we we do have players that can turn it around as we as we saw in the second half when Bailey came on, you know it improved things massively. He looked like a creative spark. I thought when Ramsey came on, he was he was great, which is really good to see because he'd struggled against Watford when he came on as a sub. I thought 
well, you know, his his goal was great, and I'm sure we'll talk about that in a moment. But it's just um, it's just very depressing when when you know you have the the tools in your armory now to change things when things aren't working, and we just didn't do it. And I'm scratching mm. my head even now, a few days on, to think why didn't we? Yeah, I don't I just don't understand. I mean, in defence of Smith, like, um, you know, we have had a few couple of good results. I think we we went to this formation. I think it was uh, for the, it was the Chelsea game, wasn't it? That was where we we switched to it, and we had a really good first half there. Yeah, really should have been ahead. We've had a few good results with United, Everton, Chelsea away in the in Carabao Cup, but you know, you know, the evidence is there: Spurs, Wolves, and uh, Arsenal. You know, particularly the Spurs and Arsenal games is where the formation looked like it was had a lot of vulnerabilities. Um, you know, we've de- we've defended it, and I still defend it as as an option because mm-hmm. I think you know if you just t- you know we'll, we'll probably go back to a flat back four, back to basics, a bit like Project Restart. The players know how to play it: four three three, four two three one. That to me is obviously the logical way Villa have to go now. Um, but you know, I'm not against pulling that formation out again in future. Just you know, turning up and surprising a team. Um, we've done it twice. You know, we surprised Chelsea. But then I remember two years ago we did the same to Burnley. Do you remember when we turned up? We, I think we just lost three 0 at Watford, and we were looking really like we were going down. And then turned up at Burnley and surprisingly on New Year's Day one two one. And I think that mm-hmm. was playing the back three. I think, and that again maybe just caught them a bit out. So. I, I, it's it's an option to have, but it just it just seemed you know that after that game the other day you're just screaming you know what just back to basics, play what we know and I think the profile of player we have um, on the whole it's you know whilst I think the five three two has has worked for someone like Matty Cash who I think looks a better player in it I think that you know I don't think enough of our players are it's playing to their strengths particularly Ollie Watkins you know again we've been saying. Well, give it time to see the formation work out, but you haven't got us that much time in the Premier League. You got, you know, and I'm not sure that partnership's working at the moment. Um, well, it's, it's, want... it's, nearly, it's nearly November now. Yeah, you know, the, the season. I know, I know, it's 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 still relatively early on. Not early on enough that we can't talk about how that partnership between Ings and Watkins isn't clicking. I think I think we can have that conversation now. Yeah. It, and it's, I don't think we're seeing the best of Ollie Watkins. As I said last time, at the end of last season, he looked like he'd gone up a level. Um, the Everton game, um, he was phenomenal in that. He played really well for England when he featured. Um, so just seeing him at the moment looking a bit lacking in confidence and not even sure of what he's doing, um, it's it's not it's not a great sight. So I think... I personally would use him as the main striker. Um, I just think that's he's the best for that position. I can see the argument for Ings, of course, he's a he's a great striker. But at the end of the day, I think we just got to we've got to cut our losses and just make go with one up front. And um, you know, I personally would like to see Bailey on the left. I'd love to see Buendia given a chance on the right. Um, but you know, I think for the next game. If we could, I'd like to. If Tricky Traore is back, Traore and when and Bailey on either side of Watkins, to me, I would love to see that happen. Mm. And to be fair yeah. to Smith as well, he's not had those options this season. We have to remember that for Smith, he's had so many injuries. You know, this again, this Smith out things rearing its head on online, which mm-hmm. is Twitter. It's a lot of people behind avatars saying these things. So you know, mm. it, it, let's not give too much credence to it, but. 
I think if you're if you're Villa board and you've spent a lot of money and Villa have lost three in a row, and if they can lose another couple in a row, suddenly we're near the relegation zone. Uh, I don't know how patient they are with that. So um, I would suggest and hope that we go to a formation that worked for us last season. Yeah, I, I, there, there have been clear winners and losers with the change of formation. As we mentioned before, Matt Cash has, has benefited hugely by us going to a, to a back five um, because he's so, so offensively minded. You know, he loves getting forward and he's now given the opportunity to do that. And and it's been great to see him uh, progress as he has done this season. But as I said, on, on the other side of the coin, you're seeing players like Watkins, who was thriving in a 4-3-3, doing really really well and you know a, a, a fantastic talent so much energy and um and and to see him struggle in this new formation is quite tough to see because he was as as i said you know he he was kind of breaking into the england team he was he was scoring goals and he probably felt you know this this was the season to kick on for him and it hasn't really worked out with um with the change of formation and yeah it would be it would be nice just to kind of you know see see us kind of go back to back to that and and give Watkins that chance to kind of impress again in a formation he's much more comfortable with. Um, I think as I, as I mentioned with Bailey coming on and improving things second half, I don't think, I don't think you can't start him in the next game against West Ham. Yeah. I think does. he, ha- I think he has to start, you know, he looks, he looks pretty fresh to me. Um, uh, I know he only played a, a half of football, but he looks like he's re- ready to go. And I think we need to start with him. And if you do start with him, then I think you have to play a four, three, three, because where else do you play Leon Bailey but on the wing? Yeah, um, you know that is his position. So um, or, or four it, two three one could work as well. I, I wouldn't be against. Yeah, that. yeah, true, true. But but ultimately, what that does mean is that if you are playing him, you need to go to one up top. Yeah. Uh, in which case, then is it? Then we have to have that discussion again about whether that's what that is Watkins or Rings like we had last week. You know, I I think um, you know as uh, the reason for me starting Ings was that he was the one who was scoring the goals. And he looks he looks just a shade more confident than uh, than Watkins. But then, you know, as we as we as we know, like in a four three three, Watkins does perform better. So maybe it is a you know a chance for him to stake a claim to be that main that main striker in that formation. Um and the four three three gives us a lot more flexibility, weirdly, in terms of personnel, because Buendia, as we said, Buendia can play on the wing, Triore can play on the wing. You've got you've got Bailey, even you know if you wanted to. Ashley Young's been there. You know we've got we've got you know we've got options to kind of uh, um, approach the opposition and uh, and kind of try and confuse them because they might say, well, you know, who who are we facing on the wings today? So um, so yeah, I, I I think I think we will go back to a four three three against West Ham. Um, and uh, and yeah, you know, but, you know, if, if that if, if that doesn't work, then we can go back to the, the five at the back. This is this is the whole point. Of what we're saying, we we can mix it up. Yeah, the, the one glimmer of light on Friday was that Jacob Ramsey got his first goal for Villa. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, brilliant finish, top corner. And I've been waiting for him to have that moment. You know, I wonder if there's a there's a ceiling that Jacob Ramsey has that might be higher than we actually realise. Um, mm. And a, a goal or an assist was just what he needed to add, and then see where he kicks on from there. And now he's got his goal, um, and should have got another one to be honest. If he can regularly score goals, being a midfielder, he sits a little bit further up and gets late into the box. Um, not dissimilar to what Deli Ali was doing a few years ago at Spurs. Um, you know, he it could be an exciting one to see develop in the next few months. I'm I'm delighted for him, and uh, you know, unsurprisingly. 
Leon Bailey was involved with the goal. Uh, he was he looked really confident when he came on. So yeah, you'd hope you'd think that would probably suggest that Jacob Ramsey and Bailey would start the next game. Um, mm. But we'll uh, we'll just have to see. You know, um, just ah oh, man, three losses in a row. It's ah, oh, not good, is it? No, it's it's not good. As we keep saying, it's a roller coaster, and and you know we are we are going to experience uh, some lows and highs this season for sure. Yeah. Obviously, you just you just hope that we can arrest this sort of mini slump because you know I can't really remember the last time that we've lost three games on the bounce. Um, I guess I'm assuming it must have been it must have been that kind of season where we where we were lucky to stay up. So it's yeah, it's it, it's not it's not good. And and you know with the personnel that we've got now, we are a better team than we've been in a long time. And uh, it's a shame in recent games we haven't really seen the best of um, the best of them. But you know I I am confident that things will. Things will turn around. We've got the players to do it, and and we've got to keep. We've got to, you know, Dean Smith has got enough capital in the bank to, um, yeah, to have the fans stick by him uh, for a bit longer. And uh, yeah, we've got. We just got to. We just got to trust it, and we've got to. We've got to stick with it because you know that's that's the whole point of supporting a team like Villa. You know, we're not we're not going to have boundless success, um, at least not at the moment. <laughs> yeah. So we we've, we've got to we've got to just kind of trust the process and um, and you know just see where it takes us. Yeah, it's a transitional season. That's pretty clear. We're going to have bad moments, but you've just got to gut it out and not be, you know, turning on the team, turning on players. It's just ridiculous. So, uh, you know, that's, yeah. Don't stop believing, as Journey said. Don't stop <laughs> believing. Very good. All Villa, no filler. On Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. It's time to add a little bit of spice to this show. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. This is where we get the controversial questions or get the creative juices flowing in the spicy question. And today, George Yoss of House Zielinski, first of his name, I'm asking you about our record signing, Emiliano Buendia. What do you say to any fans who have given up on our Argentinian magician? Oh, you can't give up on Emmy. Surely not. Surely not. I know. I know. He obviously comes with a big price tag, and at the moment, you know, he probably has sort of flattered to deceive a little bit, which has been a shame. But I think he's. I think he's been a been a victim of the formation change, to be honest, because you know at Norwich he was he he was he was a winger. Uh, that was that seemed to be his kind of best position for them, and he did so well, obviously, for them in the in the championship, and um and and yeah, and and also you know the midfield where he plays kind of centre centre mid for us. That's always been a position for Villa I say always under Smith certainly where we've been chopping and changing for months you know whether we play Ramsey there or Luis or McGinn or you know Chukwa Maker now coming through um so it's it's been it's been hard for him to come through um and sort of cement uh, a place but he's got the he's got the talent for sure I mean we saw um we see kind of in glimpses really in games um that uh that that he he's he's obviously an extremely gifted player um he's got an eye for a pass um he's got lots of energy um i think it's a shame that he sort of went missing a bit against um against arsenal but then again a lot of our players did i don't think it's fair to kind of throw the blame at 
just at his feet in in that in that game. Um, but yeah, we got to you got to stick with him. You got to let him uh, have that opportunity to kind of grow and and find a place in the in the team. Um, he can be that creative spark. I think he just needs to kind of you know have a run of games. I mean, we'll see if he does play against West Ham, given you know how well Ramsey did coming on, but. You know, this is what we this is what we want. You know, we want competition for places, and we want players like Wendy and Ramsey to kind of fight for their place and to prove that they deserve to stay there. Mm. And um, you know, hopefully, hopefully he's up for the fight. And um, I'm sh- I'm sure I'm sure he will be. He seems to be quite a sort of grounded uh, individual. He's worked hard to kind of get a big money move to to Villa, um, and I'm sure he's not going to be the one to kind of uh, give it up. He's 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 been called up to the Argentinian national squad since he's been with us, which is great to see. And hopefully that's given him some confidence too. Um, so, uh, so yeah, you've, you've got to, you've got to stick with our players and you've got to stick with the likes of Wendy. And I'm, and I'm sure over the course of the season and maybe into next season, he will come good. Do you know how uh, Dean Smith is going to decide who to start between Wendy and Ramsey in the next game? I think he's going to be inspired by squid game. <laughs> they all turn up at Bodymore Heath and like all the coaching staff are in those little red suits yeah <laughs> the, the, the owners are the VIPs in their big gold masks <laughs> so, I, tell you, I think I think Premier, Premier League owners do give off that vibe don't they as, as that kind of, <laughs> the, sort of the corporate in, yeah the men in black with the kind of weird sort of face masks yeah, yeah. definitely Definitely, yeah. Uh, you know, they'll t- Buendir and Ramsey will turn up and just see a couple of marbles and be like, what's this all about? Look over <laughs> the corner of the U team are doing tug of war over like 50 yeah. foot drop. They're wearing this sort of like green training jumpsuits. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I thought I had to get a cultural reference in there, show that we're up, up to time, you know. Uh, oh, very good if you've not seen Squid Game, it's really good. That's my it personal is. opinion. Very gory, though. If you don't like gore, maybe not for you. But, uh, but yeah, um, aside from that, Buendia, um, he has shown flashes this season of creativity. I thought, again, the Wolves game, there was a lot of really good moments for him. Um, and against Newcastle, when I went to that game, there was a couple of moments he scored against Brentford, which now yeah. looks like quite a good draw considering yeah, their, does, their form. Yeah, it really does. Um, and they play about three as well, Brentford. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think um, Buendia, to me, I think there's been a couple of games. Watford uh, at the start of the season, which you can write off as a game that came a bit too early for us, I think, considering everything in preseason. But then uh, Arsenal, um, with his back to goal in the middle of the pitch, uh, he looked a little like holding it up wasn't his forte, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit lightweight. But at the same time, you're looking at you know a player like him. I think he's someone you want him to be able to turn, look up, use his vision, um, a run at a player and uh, I think in the position he's been played in in the number 10 it's maybe not playing to his strengths um, I think we know that from Norwich you look at you know he played on the right there Norwich fans rave about him he had a slow start to last season uh, and then he got good um, was it 15 goals 16 assists or something you know look I know that's in the championship but Jack Grealish didn't do that in the championship. Uh, John McGinn do, didn't do it in the championship uh, to those sorts of levels. So um, these are he's you can't you can't just write that off. That's that's a really impressive output. Yeah, um, and there is and there's and there's quality in the championship as we've seen with you know the likes exactly. of um, Jared Bowen and and uh, Ben Rama exactly. at West Ham. Exactly. Like you know you, you can't you can't dismiss players who have good seasons in the championship as saying oh well well it was only in the championship. It doesn't work that way. That, that you know he he is he is a quality player. There's yeah. there's no doubt there is no doubt about it. We wouldn't we wouldn't spend the money that we did, and we certainly wouldn't spend the money that we did on Watkins if yeah. we didn't have faith that those players were were good enough to thrive in the Premier.
Premier League and, and Watkins at the end of last season was, you know, yeah. absolutely Premier League quality. He's England quality and the same, and Buendia is Argentina, national team quality. So he is an excellent player. I just think, as I said, it's he's, he's fallen foul a little bit of the formation. He's not yeah. really been playing in the formation that suits him the best. And I hope, as I say, over the course of the season, he will grow into it and he will find a position that, that he can sort of nail down and thrive in. I could have absolute egg on my face here. And, uh, you know, I, sh- I should record this line and play it later in the season, but I'm absolutely convinced it will come good for him when he's played in the right position. And, you know, do you remember when Juan Pablo and Gale joined Villa? You know, we yeah, all we all sing yeah. merrily yeah. about Juan Pablo and Gale now, but he joined in January of yeah. 2000. Yeah, uh, I think it was 2000. And uh, he um, was terrible. He just couldn't. He looked like he was completely off the pace. He didn't, he wasn't just wasn't a capable in the Premier League. And then in around April of that year, so it took about three months, four months, uh, scored a goal against Coventry uh, in that in very famous 3 2 and looked um, quality when he came on. It just clicked, it happened. And then the next season, he scored loads of goals. So sometimes it's just, you just got to give the player a time to adapt to a new surrounding, a new setting. And in a team that's going through, Got been through quite serious disruption in the last few months. Just be patient with Wendy, be patient with this team, and uh, let's just you know hope that Smith can can work it out, and we'll get the best out of all of these players. That was the spicy question and George and me both agree that Emiliano Buendia needs a bit more time to settle at Aston Villa and we strongly believe that things can come good for him. If you have an opinion on that, you can get in touch by emailing allvillanofilla at gmail.com or get in touch on social media through Instagram, Twitter or Facebook. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game now, which is uh, next Sunday on Halloween. Spooky. It's uh, West Ham at Villa Park. How do you think that one's going to go, Frankie? It's going to be a trick or treat for us. I am somewhat scared or freaked out. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We we seem to be, you know, our confidence has been definitely rocked. We we played like a team that had just conceded three against Wolves against Arsenal. You know, I don't think we'd recovered psychologically from that, which is a massive shame. And I, well, actually, do you think do you think now we're we're going to be in a position to kind of get out get over it or Uh, that that home defeat to West Ham last season I think it was mainly Jesse Lingard inspired to be fair yeah and he's yeah. not there now um that was there weren't many games where I thought we got completely outclassed last season but that was one where yeah. it was that he really stuck out as like all right we're soundly beaten yeah they overpowered us I thought um and I fear slightly <laughs> I say we go back to our old formation. Could it be a repeat of last season where Rice and Suchek just have too much in midfield? Um, you know, I just feel Antonio's on it um, up front. And then both Jared Bowen and uh, Saeed Benrahma have had really good starts to the season. So, you know, they've won their last two away games, won at Everton 1 0. Uh, so, and this is recorded before they play Spurs as well, actually. Um, but uh, I'm not wholly confident. Three defeats in a row, we really need to rest this decline. Uh, you know, something that's really concerning is how many set pieces we've conceded. Yeah, yeah. It's considering, you know, when we started the season, it seemed like a real positive 
change for us in terms of particularly offensively how we seem to be improving yeah defensively with set pieces we've sort of gone gone to pieces a little bit yeah um so uh yeah and obviously with the threats that they pose with Suchek and rice and players like that then mm. you, you you are yeah i'm a little bit concerned i mean that that header the other day the parte goal was um oh was god terrible yeah. what was that it was yeah, terrible um, wasn't it and then uh all the you know, the wolves goals you know it just did, did, did you did you know did you notice as well i think um from another set piece i don't think we can see that it looked like it troubled us um mings and uh, mcginn were kind of having a bit of a go at each other yeah. um as well and i don't know how to when when players start of the same team start arguing with each other i don't know whether some people think that's like a good thing because it shows obviously they care and they they want to kind of obviously get their messages across yeah but does it does it show that there are you know some kind of sort of i think know, it was it might have been there or it might have been a I think it was just, a, I mean, Mings has had a fallout with El Ghazi on the pitch before as well, if you remember. I think that was yeah, last season about El Ghazi yeah. not tracking. Um, yeah. and, uh, but so I think that might just be him, you know, shouting at McGinn, that, you know, but at the same time, it might also steam. have been, yeah, frustration in with yeah. maybe just the way Villa were playing that, that day. Yeah. And the second half, we looked a lot more, much more comfortable in our more traditional formation. So I imagine we're going to go back to that uh, next week. Um, I, I do fear that if we can't sort out these set-piece defending, then Suchek loves a header. He's got a couple of them against us now. He, uh, you know, they've got some big, tall players who can Dior damage us. Antonio, yeah. David Moyes is a, is a bit of a set-piece specialist, really. And so if we, if, we, if we can't sort ourselves out, then West Ham are going to punish us for that. Um, you know, it's a team coming with confidence. I still see no reason why we can't beat them. I think we can. Of course we can. I, I slightly fear the Wolves game could have a long-term impact if, let's say, we go 1-0 ahead and in the 75th minute there's a little bit of pressure from West Ham. How does our team cope with that? Um, mm. Do we lose our heads? Uh, it, it's... We we really need to burgle a one nil win soon, I think, uh, and just reassert ourselves a little bit, um, and not let that Wolves game in particular just seep in, um, and mm, sort of define how we see ourselves the next few games. Uh, I would hope that Jacob Ramsey starts. Um, he's an aggressive player. He puts a lot of pressure on the opposing teams. The stats prove that. He's got his goal. Um, I think he. I'd like to see him start a bit further forward. If it doesn't work, look, it doesn't work. But I think Ramsey uh, in there fighting a bit. Bailey um, starting. And uh, if Traore is fit, I'd like to see him in a 4-3-3. Watkins in the middle for me. Bailey perhaps on the left and Traore on the right. I would like to see that given a go. Buendia, uh, I would also you know, be very happy to see him start on the right, just in the position where he seems to have excelled for Norwich. So... Just a back to basics approach, as if it's project restart. Just back to how we were, um, what worked for us last season. That I think is the logical way to go for Villa. I'd I'd like to see, and considering we've talked about this a lot about how we've improved in terms of strength and depth and and you know, you know, squad quality and all that stuff. Um, our bench uh, do something. You know, we've 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 we complained. We certainly complained against Wolves that our subs did very little to kind of mitigate the oncoming sort of like Wolves pressure. Mm. Um, you know, it'd be nice to it'd be nice to sort of see a, see you know to look at that bench and think, okay, well, this player can come on and change the game in this way, and this player can come on and change the game in that way. Um, you know, 
that's that's been a bit of a frustrating thing for us is that you know we've got all these players that we've signed and and yet and we've got all these this quality on the bench and um it hasn't really done much, done much for us in terms of how we've changed the game we haven't been able to sort of effectively change the game off the bench mm. and it would be nice against west ham you know if it did come to that where say west ham took the lead or whatever that we brought on say buendia uh, and and he could he could be the difference maker for us. I mean, the, I think the one exception to that obviously has been Leon Bailey's introduction against Everton, yeah. uh, which which obviously was made made a huge difference. But I don't think we've seen enough of that this season. And yes, we've had injuries. You know, we've had we've had players that haven't been able to sort of be part of the squad uh, for one reason or another. Um, and that that's that's not obviously helped us this season at all. I think that's worth you know bearing in mind and and, and remembering. Um, but yeah, now that players are coming back, Traore's back and, and uh, Bailey's back, obviously, um, it'd be nice to kind of see us utilise the squad more and and hopefully have the squad generally make more of a difference. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, it it is as as we keep repeating ad nauseum, it has been a disruptive start to the season. I mean, the subs Smith made in the Wolves game. I think if you look at them in isolation, they all make sense. Really, they were the logical ones to make. If Wendy can't handle the full 90 at that point. And, you know, Douglas was coming back from a 24 hours ago, being in Brazil. So, you know, and then Cash got injured. So there were a lot of the logical decisions he made. It maybe just in hindsight, you look at it, think maybe it was the formation that needed to change as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's difficult to do that, you know, in the 75th minute. But uh, I, I don't know. I just think, as I said, it's a back to basics approach that we probably just need to go back to now. And just we've got four quite big games coming up against te- teams that we should be aiming to beat, really. I think mm. Brighton, Southampton as well coming up soon. So let's just reassert ourselves on Halloween. I'm going to say Ramsey scores again. Okay. We draw 1-1. One, one. That's my optimistic. We get we get a optimistic to draw at home um, <laughs> yeah, against West Ham God, I, I've been a Villa fan for too long um, uh, I'm going to say one all and we have to get a result soon and I think let's just reassert ourselves if it's a draw take it yeah yeah I would take a draw for sure given how we've played recently and given the results that we've uh, we've picked up um I mean, I don't even know why you're bothering asking me, Frankie. I'm so bad at predicting the results. <laughs> I, was pre- I was predicting we'd comfortably beat Arsenal 2 now. <laughs> yeah. What happened there? Um, yeah, we just dropped We just lost, dropped a 2 0 lead in the last 10 minutes at Wolves. <laughs> We're going to go beat Arsenal. We're going to do it. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. I just I just thought, with the, you know, because the game was, it, it, there was no break or anything between matches. I thought, you know, the players would be much more up for it than. than then they obviously were. I think that's that's the disappointing thing for me that, that I watched it for the first five minutes. I was like, where's the where's the response? Surely the response is going to start, you know, sometime in the next sort of 10 minutes and just never happened. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I um I am a lot more negative now, actually, unfortunately, <laughs> after the uh, after the Arsenal game. I think it was such a sobering watch that it has made me sort of question. Again, we talked about, I talked about this last week, last week, you know, we're, we're in November now and I've got more questions about this team and its formations and who plays where than I did, than I did, you know, at the start of the season. It really should be by now we, we get a bit, a bit more of a settled side. And I just, I just, I don't, I, I don't know who Smith picks or how, you know, which position they play and which formation we play. I think it's just a bit frustrating that we're, you know, we're in November and we can't really 
think decide what what's what's going to be uh, <laughs> our team going forward. Um, but... We'd be an effective managerial pair, wouldn't we? <laughs> yeah. Me and you take over from Smith and Shakespeare. I don't know, mate. Just, just do whatever you want, lads. Play whatever formation. Uh, I know, like the players staring at us, like like unblinking. <laughs> like, what are these two clowns doing? You they know, there's like. <laughs> Those random formations they had like a hundred years ago where it'd be like right <laughs> eleven w, up front. Yeah, like oh, R W like, like, those... like wing forward and stuff. Yeah, yeah. like the, the the W formation and things like that. We, we could bring it back the flying W. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that really would be back to basics, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. be, be, begging the ref to like use a leather ball and um and, and instead of a bar have tape strung between the two posts. <laughs> Proper old school. Yeah, um, have a debate about whether we should play rugby. Or I'd be like, Emmy, Emmy, where, where are your hobnail boots, son? <laughs> Emmy, desperately trying to find um, match footage of our eighteen ninety one league league winning side to try and show the team to try and boy boy them at half time. <laughs> we just silently pointed pictures of their like massive trophy they won in eighteen ninety one to everyone, as if that's going to inspire everyone that we won one hundred twenty years at, ago. Look at Pongo Waring's movement here. <laughs> God's sake, Ollie, look at what Pongo's doing. <laughs> and then you know, cuts to like him like doing like a, a flying tackle on the waist of an opponent, an elbow <laughs> in the face. 30s football at its finest. Yeah, God, I know, yeah. We'd be would be an awful manager. Look how we dealt with Stanley Matthews, Sir Stanley <laughs> Matthews to you. <laughs> Took him out. Oh dear. If Jared Bowen tries to do that to you today, you do that. <laughs> God. Well, yeah, we'd be in serious trouble. But I mean, ho- ho- <laughs> hopefully, immediately. Ho- hopefully the current squad don't look at Smith and Shakespeare in the same way. Um, yeah. But I, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I, I might agree with you actually on this one, Frankie. I, I think we got to arrest the slide somewhere, and I think at home against West Ham, it does give us the opportunity to to do that. Hopefully, you know, the, the fans will get behind the team again and um and, and be the difference. So. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one all as well. I think we, I don't, I don't think we'll win. Unfortunately, I really, obviously, really hope we do. Uh, but I think, uh, yeah, a, a one all, given our current form, um, would be okay. So I'm gonna say one all against West Ham on Halloween. Every time I say Halloween, can you do like a like a werewolf sound effect? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I will. I will. <laughs> Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. See you later, Frankie. Halloween awaits. Uh, Catch you later, George. (laughs) Brilliant, Frankie. Uh, And it is goodbye from me. I will see you later. We'll be back uh, later this week to talk over. Um, Hopefully it won't be a Halloween horror show against West Ham on Sunday, but we'll be here to talk about it. Until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. (laughs) 